Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minutes, a daily podcast which we disassemble a film from the Marvel Cinematic Universe into one-minute segments and then examine it in obsessive and occasionally hilarious detail. I'm Kyle Olson from the Swashbuckling Ladies Debate Society podcast. Hey, and I'm Rob Cabosco and Kyle. Yes, sir. You know, uh, sometimes I go down, as I know all of us do, uh, rabbit holes on the internet. Uh, recently, I was I was Googling weird some weird stuff, and I came across an article... Uh, from uh, IndiaTimes.com, uh, written by Shawali Tawari. And the title of the article mm-hmm. is 11 of the Most Disturbing Things Found Inside a Human's Body. <laughs> now, wow, for time and, and for <laughs> stomachs, yeah. no pun intended, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to go into all 11 things because I please don't. I mean, you don't want to know. But there were a couple of things I couldn't believe the stories here in this list. Like one of them was about a guy who was a, in a serious car accident and he had extensive surgery and then the surgery's completed. And years later, he thinks that he's uh, developing tuberculosis. But what they find out is, is that there was a belt from the vehicle that was left inside his chest. Whoa. Right? Like what? Or the story of a man who had a terrible earache, his family takes him to the hospital, and they try to put him through the MRI, but they couldn't complete it because it became too painful. And then later in the day, he sneezes out a nail <laughs> out of his nose. Or wow. <laughs> the, the craziest, in my opinion, of these stories is the story of a boy who accidentally swallowed a nine-centimeter-long fish. And somehow the fish ended up in his lung. Oh. And it remained alive until it was found and removed surgically. <laughs> wow. Now, I just want to say there's some really weird things that end up in humans' bodies. <laughs> True. To miss um, poor Doctor Who, that's a hell of a fish. Yes. <laughs> God, that's amazing. Um, let me just say, uh, everyone, please be careful. Yes. Uh, and and obviously, you know, accidents and stuff like that. Just, you know, let's just hope that your doctors and nurses and everybody are competent. They do what they need to do. Um, it, I don't know why. This just There's something about this minute that made me think there's a line in this minute <laughs> that made me think about the, the stuff that we put in our bodies um, or or get placed in our bodies. Yeah. Willingly let's, or unwillingly. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Invasive technology is on our minds here at Minute 49 of Iron Man 2, directed by Mr. John Favreau from the far back year of 2010. Ten-year anniversary. Whoop, whoop. Uh, so uh, we're picking up where we left off, which is in the middle of Rhodey's epic rant. So we're finally getting to see Don Cheadle actually do something. <laughs> like, he's been sort of like, you know, fourth or fifth lead here. On so finally he gets a chance to actually deliver some epic dialogue, and he is nailing it. Now, obviously, oh, yeah. they didn't hire Don Cheadle off the street. I mean, he'd been on Golden Palace, for goodness sake. So he had earned his stripes. Um, so, by this, I mean, he'd, he'd already done the, all of the Oceans movies by this point, too, you know. And if you can, if he could get through that ridiculous accent, then this stuff should be easy. Yes. Um, so he's uh, talking about the National Guard coming up and uh, wanting to roll up tanks on the PCH. Uh, he says, uh, try to talk them out of rolling tanks on the PCH, knocking down your front door and taking these. They're going to take your suits, Tony. Okay. They're sick of the games. You said nobody else would possess this technology for 20 years. Well, guess what? Somebody else had it yesterday it's not theoretical anymore are you listening to me 
And then, like, as he gets close, he sees Tony is in a bad way. And he says, are you okay? But before we pivot to what's going on with Tony, I just want to take a second here because this is something John Favreau uh, took a, you know, talked a lot about in that this is a very delicate balance he has to do as a filmmaker here because he's setting up for the back of, for those of you who haven't seen Iron Man 2. Wow. Hi. What are you doing here? But thanks. <laughs> Welcome. But the rest of us, let, let's assume that the rest of us has seen the rest of the movie. They're setting up the fact that, that Rhodey is going to walk off of the suit. But they, he has to do it in a very, very sensitive way because if Rhodey just takes the suit, then he's a jerk and we hate him, and off he goes. But if you play it too much like he's the underdog and, and Tony is being a jerk, then, then all of a sudden Tony is not sympathetic anymore. So you have to have this basic thing where he's setting it up to say this is why it has to happen, but has to do it in a very even-keeled way so that when he takes the suit, we don't see it as, how can you take the suit from our hero uh, and not have it be that he's instantly a villain, but also the fact like, why haven't you taken the suit right now? Because clearly Tony is a jerk and doesn't know what's going on and he's uh, completely out of control. So it's a very fine line. And I think that I think they do a nice job here in these couple minutes of showing us why this is necessary, uh, something that's going to happen. Now, we're going to get into a lot of discussions about that uh, when it actually happens, but like, I think they do a good job of establishing a baseline here of like this is a necessary thing and this is why it has to happen. And so I think part of that is because Don Cheadle's amazing and he totally nails this. And also, the pivot, which is always the big thing too. Like He goes from like, you know, raining down thunder and lightning and all of a sudden like, oh, wait, <laughs> my best friend is like not OK at all. No, that's that's really important to see that pivot happen now. And just to, to go back before we get to that moment, I really love the whole view of this. We've talked all about the workshop in, mm-hmm. in previous minutes and nothing really has changed. I don't think there's anything that I noticed any differently other than that the, a lot of his smaller screens are off. So you get to nice see these these great little glass panels. But we get this great shot as as Rhodey is coming in and saying um, that they're coming for these. There's just this wonderful view of the Hall of Suits. And it's the four suits that we see there uh, in their glory, right? Like on the back panel of the back wall of the uh, workshop. And so you got that. And and I think it's also funny is that when you see that, the suit, that's the, the Mark II suit, which is the mm-hmm. silver suit. Yeah. It really stands out. I mean, which, you know, again, there's some foreshadowing and stuff mm-hmm. here about what's going to happen with Rhodey. And, and I think they are. I think this is great to see everything from his security clearance to his relationship with with Tony. It's all, and you're absolutely right, balancing out this act that he is going to do in a later minute. But I just love this where he's just ranting at him. But here's the part I love. In the middle of this rant, we get this incredible back shot. And it's surreal looking. It's the whole screen of what Jarvis has put together. Yeah. And in the foreground is Tony just looking at it. it and, and it's almost like they've almost added a little glow around him. It's obviously from the screen. Right. But it's him. You're just getting this realization that all of this enormity is now on Tony. Yeah. And it's breaking him. Yeah, it is completely dismantling him because everything that he thinks he knew, he doesn't know. And and he's getting all of this this real blunt truth from his really close friend. And I just love the moment where he comes up to him. And my God, when he walks up to him and then you cut to that side shot of Tony. Yeah. He's crying. Like you can see not only is he physically injured, not only does he look exhausted and look like the weight of the world's on him. He's literally 
he's weeping about the situation that he finds himself in. And when he and when he looks at at Rhodey, I mean, yeah, I think that pivot that Don Cheadle makes, it's on a dime. Like yeah. it, it's literally goes from, "Whoa, you're not well, are you, dude?" and and genuine concern on him. And it's it's just it's awesome. I'll tell you this. I, credit to Don Cheadle mm. because I'm not sure this plays the same if Terrence Howard was doing the scene. Oh, interesting. Hmm. It just, it really hit me focusing on it so much that I can see it, but I can't see it the way that I see it with Don Cheadle. And that's probably because we have the luxury of seeing Don Cheadle in many more yes. movies right. and we have that connection with him. But I still just was like, I was trying to imagine this if Terrence Howard was doing it. And I was like, no, I, I actually like this better with Don Cheadle. Okay. Yeah, because uh, obviously he's not doing not, not too well. I, I get the impression that Tony has extended his time. Like he he knows, you know, by this point how long it takes before the stuff gets really built up in his body and he gets sick and all that right. stuff. And he is just he's overstayed it by like really dwelling in all of this stuff going on with the news and stuff too. So he is like basically he knows when I get up. It's going to be bad, right? And so he has stayed too long. Like he wasn't waiting for Rhodey. He was just like, I don't want to do this. I don't want. To. <laughs> I know it's going to like right. when I get up, it's going to be awful, and that's exactly what happens. Uh, so he says, "Let's go," and he gets out of the car and immediately collapses. And so Rhodey has to run around, grab him, and support him, and basically bring him over to his his desk uh, and sit him down. Uh, and so. He says, Tony says, yeah, I should, I should go get to my desk. And he says, see that cigar box? Now, I thought this was interesting because I'm like, okay, of all the vices, we have never seen Tony smoke. Right. Like, of all the, I mean, even, you know, we, 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 we by the time that, uh, you know, his journey's over, we've seen some flashback stuff, too. And obviously, that could have been a time. Robbie Downey Jr. smoked for a long, long time. Uh, but I was thinking, like, why would he have a cigar box? And I realized, you know what? That's probably Howard's. Oh, that cigar box probably belonged to his dad, and he retrofitted it to store palladium things because, of course, uh, that's a Tony Stark thing to do. But doesn't that doesn't that seem to flow? Like yes, like I would say that definitely Howard Stark probably smoked and smoked a lot uh, because he went through World War II. I mean, like right. that was everybody smoked right. in you know at that time. Um, but and probably switched to cigars when he you know came back and stuff too. So yeah, I would say he probably that was probably took it from his dad's office and you know made it into something else to store this thing that's that ironically is preserving his life as well, opposed I, to shortening it. I was just gonna say it's a smoking ad from Marvel Movie Minute. <laughs> Well, there's a great. Well, I mean, how about this too? You have that that really neat thing of cigars or something. You take, you light them, and you yeah. exhaust them through burning. Yeah. Well, you're kind of doing you're kind of doing the same oh, thing. You're taking the thing nice. out, right? And and as and as we see it clear as day, which uh, in this minute you're seeing not only the reference to a cigar box, but when Rhodey takes the reactor and he pulls this out. I mean, it's a crazy effect. It's smoking, yeah. and he and obviously says this. We'll talk about this. It's it's just this corroded mess. I mean, it's literally like a something that's been burnt out. That's a great that's a great little uh, dis- description that's going on with yeah. this problem. So this so the actual thing this when Tony pulls out the air reactor that wasn't really what it looked like when they saw it. Like it was just basically like the little thing he held. All the stuff on top of it was added in later. I think, I, I think in the yeah also another company that I think if 
I remember right in the commentary, he said it was Blur Studios that did that. Okay. So they just came in and did that effect. So all of the moving pieces and the and the bits around it and stuff were all added in CGI later. Just like, all the thing that was there was just like the disc and the little piece that was at the top. That so he actually so you can see Don Cheadle actually is holding a, a real thing. Uh, so he says it's palladium, uh, and, he, and that's yeah, that's a great a great line reading of. Is that supposed to be smoking? <laughs> well, because and it's it's it really 80, smoking. It looks like ADR too, but I mean, it was a good line, right? Uh, um, that's great. Yeah. That's great. Well, just to say, that's great effects work too. Because mm-hmm. um, if you notice really quick, the one thing that does kind of give it off that there is effects going on is that as Tony is is holding it and he goes to show it to uh, to Rhodey, it's almost like he stops his hand mm-hmm. and then that's when the whole cgi happens of the of the sort of like flower blooming effect yeah and then he continues the movement of his hand i don't think I, I, there's obviously some trickery there done it saved them some work because they didn't have to then motion map to the Behind rotating that. of the object yeah. but it looks really good i mean the mm-hmm. detail and the motion blurs and everything were really well done yeah you never think that that was an actual practical thing that they had built right yeah so uh, tony says uh, if you must know it's neutron damage it's from the reactor wall. Sort of like, okay, Rhodey's a smart dude, but you know he's not going to know what that means. Like, it's I had bad. to look it up <laughs> to see what it is to do, like, to learn about neutrino radiation and, and stuff, too. Like, so much of that, I was, I'm like, oh, I can't make a fun, entertaining way to do this. Like, scientists know if you really want, you can dig into it. But, like, it's smart people stuff, and it's really bad. Palladium, smoking. Yeah. Inside your body, yes, radiation, <laughs> new, yeah, like basically it's breaking down the pieces. Uh, so right. Rody says, "You had this in your body," <laughs> which, Tried like, once again, he doesn't get caught up in all the scientific nonsense. It's just like this smoking piece of metal. This is what's been inside you this whole time, and obviously he sees the cigar box, so he knows, oh, this is something you've been doing right. on a regular right. basis. Like, ew. Well. And this, and that's the end of the minute, which yeah. stinks yes, because then there's more, much more to Rhodey's realization of what is happening with Tony. You just got to find out in the next minute. Let's just suffice it to say it's not a fish. <laughs> there's no fish <laughs> there's in, no, in Tony. No fish in Tony. Uh, you, if you want fish inside of people, look into the Umbrella Academy. Could not recommend oh. that. Uh, so if you have other random references and things you'd like to do, you can do so over on Discord. That's right. We have our very own Discord server. Not only do we have a Marvel Movie channel, but we have channels for all of our shows, uh, including just random general talking about stuff. We have a uh, a lot of very dedicated, very intelligent people who are wanting to share their opinions on things. Uh, so uh, it can be very fun and also very uh, exciting conversations happen. And also, if you, if you want to go fishing... <laughs> that's also a good place yeah that's go. right you'll find some uh, sharks trolling through those waters uh, but uh, yeah, everybody's fine uh, yeah that's right we have, we have uh, some long term people that are, have uh, been around having these discussions and they and they remain so that's that's a, a good sign of a good board which is uh, shows you at my age um uh, but it, the best thing about it is, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Go, jo- log on to our BBS and <laughs> join Use, us over on Discord. <laughs> at MarvelMovieMinute at CompuServe.com. That's right. That's right. Check us out. Fire up your AOL and uh, log on to our BBS. Uh, <laughs> and don't get into a flame war. Oh, my God. <laughs> And everyone Da-da. under 40 is going, what are these oldies talking about? And everybody over 40 is going, God, yeah. you guys suck. <laughs> 
Just log on to Earthlink, and you can join our Discord community. (laughs) Fire up your Netscape Navigator and go over to nextreel.com. Scroll down to the Discord button, click it, and join it. And the best part about it is it's free. Yay! Uh, so make sure you're back here for minute 50 uh, as we get into what's going on with uh, Tony Stark's arc reactor uh, and uh, find out what's going on uh, in one of the five boroughs. We'll be traveling around, so make sure you do not miss it. Enough said. Bye. Bye.